The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Delta Airlines, the commercial airline the U.S. military trusts to perform maintenance on its aircraft. Learn more at deltatakingaction.com. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, November 14th. In today's news, Kevin McCarthy is poised to get elevated to House Minority Leader reported hate crimes spike for a third consecutive year. And top economists predict the U.S. economy is headed for a recession right as President Trump seeks re-election. But first, the big idea. President Trump has been lashing out in frustration over the midterm results and his poorly received trip to Europe. He's seriously considering a major shakeup in his reality TV administration. As he jetted to Paris last Friday, Trump received a congratulatory phone call aboard Air Force One. British Prime Minister Theresa May was calling to celebrate the Republican Party's wins in the midterms. Never mind that Democrats seized control of the House. But her appeal to the American president's vanity was met with an ornery outburst. Trump berated May for Britain not doing enough in his assessment to contain Iran. He questioned her over Brexit and complained about the trade deals he sees as unfair with European countries. Mays endured Trump's churlish behavior before, but her aides were shaken by his especially foul mood. For Trump, that testy call set the tone for five days of fury. Trump told advisors over the weekend that he is seriously considering replacing White House Chief of Staff John Kelly. A senior White House official who speaks to the president regularly says Trump has been grousing lately about Kelly. But this person also noted that Trump's done this three or four times before and that nothing's ever real until he sends the tweet. But the senior official added, quote, he's itching to make some changes. This is a week where things could get really dicey. That source is one of 14 senior administration officials outside Trump confidants and foreign diplomats who spoke on the condition of anonymity to my colleagues on the White House beat Phil Rucker and Josh Tossie. During his 43-hour stay in Paris, Trump brooded over the Florida recounts and sulked over key races being called for Democrats. He erupted at his staff over media coverage of his decision to skip a ceremony honoring the military sacrifice of World War I. He was also angry and resentful over French President Emmanuel Macron's public rebuke of rising nationalism, which Trump took as a personal attack. And that was after a difficult one-on-one meeting with Macron, where officials say little progress was made as Trump again brought up his frustrations over trade and Iran. During Sunday's flight back to Washington from Paris, aides filed into the president's private cabin to lobby him against choosing Nick Ayers, who's currently Vice President Pence's chief of staff, to replace Kelly. Those aides told Trump that appointing Ayers would lower staff morale and perhaps trigger an exodus. But the president has continued to praise errors in the days since. One key factor, Nick has the support of Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner. First Lady Melania Trump, meanwhile, shares her husband's irritation and impatience with some of his senior staff. On Tuesday, the First Lady's office issued an extraordinary statement to reporters calling for the president to fire Deputy National Security Advisor Mira Ricardel. In her role as number two to National Security Advisor John Bolton, Ricardell berated colleagues in meetings, yelled at military aides and White House professional staff, argued with Mrs. Trump regarding a recent trip to Africa, and spread false rumors about Defense Secretary Jim Mattis. That's according to three current and two former White House officials. Kelly has sought for months to oust Ricardell, calling her a problematic hire. 
Mattis has told advisors that he wants her out as well. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, House Republicans will hold closed-door elections today, with Kevin McCarthy expected to cruise to the top role of minority leader. He faces a long-shot challenge from Jim Jordan of Ohio, a co-founder of the House Freedom Caucus. McCarthy has struggled in the past to build support from the right, but most GOP lawmakers prefer his more affable approach. Insiders tell me he remains heavily favored. During a closed-door meeting last night, their first since the election, House Republicans also vented their frustrations about what they believe cost them the majority. Members who lost complained about the unpopularity of the GOP tax law, and others in the room said that Republicans should have tried harder to fulfill Trump's promises, like funding for the border wall with Mexico. On the other side of the aisle, House Democrats increasingly fear a Freedom Caucus-like insurgency from their more liberal members. The Democratic dissidents so far are nowhere near as organized as the Freedom Caucus, but they're threatening to use similar tactics. Top Democrats are warning these members not to go down that road, underscoring a growing backlash to the anti-Pelosi faction. A critical test may come later today as Democrats consider an internal rule change to raise the threshold vote for nominating a speaker candidate from a simple majority to 218 votes. That change is expected to fail, which will be a boost for Pelosi. Number two, reported hate crimes in America rose 17% last year, the third consecutive year that such crimes increased, as anti-Semitic hate crimes rose 37%. That's according to new FBI data released yesterday, which comes less than a month after the worst anti-Semitic attack in U.S. history, that shooting at a Pittsburgh synagogue that killed 11 and wounded six. Law enforcement agencies reported that 7,100 hate crimes occurred in 2017, up from 6,100 in 2016. That increase was fueled in part by more police departments reporting hate crime data to the FBI. But overall, there's still a large number of departments that report no hate crimes to the federal database. The sharp increase in hate crimes during 2017 came even as violent crime overall in America fell after slight increases in 2015 and 2016. More than half of hate crimes, about three out of every five, targeted a person's race or ethnicity, while one in five targeted their religion. Of the more than 7,000 incidents reported, over 2,000 targeted black Americans, while about 900 targeted Jewish Americans. The FBI has urged local police departments to provide more information about these hate crimes so that they can address them more forcefully. Number three, top economists predict the U.S. economy could be grappling with a recession just as Trump fights for re-election in 2020. Right now, the president is presiding over the best economy in a generation, with strong growth and abundant job opportunities. But that wasn't enough to prevent midterm losses for his party. Indeed, a new report from J.P. Morgan finds that after adjusting for economic and stock market strength, this was the worst midterm performance for any president's party in a century. Most economists predict the economy will be much weaker by the time voters go to the polls two years from now. For Trump and the GOP, the economy was a tailwind in these midterms, but it could turn into a substantial headwind by then. Pessimism is growing on Wall Street about future prospects for earnings and the economy writ large. And the list of headwinds is expanding. Higher borrowing costs from rising interest rates, a strong dollar, a weakening global economy, an escalating trade war, and fading fiscal stimulus from the tax cuts and extra government spending. The president's going to be forced to decide. Does he take further action to boost growth next year, or does he try to blame others for any slowdown? What business leaders and Wall Street investors want is a swift resolution to the U.S.-China fight over tariffs, 
and possibly an infrastructure bill that would infuse more cash into the economy late next year, just as the boost from the tax cuts fades. They want dealmaker Trump to come back with force in 2019. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, November 14th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.